Boom. There it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll. I know all you shop on Amazon, but how do those products get there? And how can you make some money on this thing? Let's find out. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Yeah, here <laughs> we is. go. It is that time, Ham. You ready? Yeah, I got the sunglasses on because it's fire. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, or drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule a time slot, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at businessbrospod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is an Amazon bestseller. No, he's not an author. He's built and run seven-figure Amazon FBA businesses, and he's showing others how to do the same. You've seen those ads all over the place, right? Make millions selling products on Amazon, and you think, yeah, I can do that. Well, it's not enough for someone just to teach you how. You need a coach to walk you through every through the process every step of the way, and our guest today is that coach. Tune in to learn how our guest is helping people shift their business from a someday maybe hobby to real money and profit today. He's helping real people build real businesses to provide real freedom today. Joining us now from Real Coaching out of Henderson, Nevada, welcome to the show, Isaac Coolman. <laughs> Okay, I totally did that cool man on purpose because I know it's it's cool man, but cool man because we're being the cool guys today. It's actually pronounced cool man, so you're you're right. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and in honor of Mr. Coolman coming on the show, we got the sunglasses. I'll tell you guys a quick little story about the sunglasses. I uh, it, it is Friday right before spring break at school. You guys know I teach high school, and I told my seniors if they hop on today, I'd be the cool guy. I didn't even think I should have said I got Coolman on the show wearing sunglasses. So that's why we got the sunglasses on today. All right, Isaac, let's hop into this thing, man. Amazon. I mean, I watched this interview um, that, that- That's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> I watched this interview. It was like uh, 60 minutes and they were interviewing Jeff Bezos and it was like in the 90s and they thought he was crazy. The whole idea of, you know, what people are going to shop online and you're going to make money. And at the time he was losing like $100 million a year. Yeah. Fast forward to today, whole different ball game. The guy's a genius. Everybody shops on Amazon. Half the population in the US is an Amazon Prime member. But how do we get a piece of this? How did you get involved into being part of this Amazon giant and earning income off of it. It was kind of a crazy story. I actually started, um, I was working here at a, a indoor go-kart facility in town in Las Vegas. Uh, and I met somebody who happened to be an Amazon seller. Uh, I kind of showed him how to become a good go-kart racer. And he was like, Hey, uh, I should show you what I do. And that's, you know, the Amazon business stuff. So, um, he, while he was obsessed with go-kart racing, I was like, well, let me le learn about some other business models out there because, you know, what I'm doing was, was pretty standard. It was, you know, 
learn how to optimize your customer's experience, look at the metrics, try to drive more sales and more traffic and all that good stuff. Um, lo and behold, it's very similar to running an Amazon business. You just do it virtually versus in a store or in a facility. So I'd worked retail pretty much my entire life since I was 15 or 16 years old. Done some other odd jobs like summer jobs and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, working for companies and rising through management of, of retail stores. So he didn't have a whole lot of business savvy, but he had a lot of online marketing experience. He knew how to grow a brand. He knew how to source products from China and source products from like Korea and Taiwan and some other places. And he knew how to basically get them sold online. So I was like, all right, well, this is pretty interesting because I know about how to sell online, but I don't know how to do it. Like I don't get how you get ranking. I don't understand how you source the products, how you know what to sell or any of that stuff. So we kind of started talking. He was like, I'm, I'm, I need somebody to help me run my business because at the time he was kind of trying to, he's, he's kind of an entrepreneur guy. He was like, I want to move out of this and I want somebody to run it for me, but I also can't do that unless somebody's good at, at running a business. So I had a business savvy. He had the online savvy. We kind of paired together, um, worked together for about two and a half years and made millions and millions of dollars on, on, on Amazon. I then decided, you know, what I was actually really interested in was during that time of working with him, we started getting people kind of asking us a bunch of questions like, how do you do this? How do you actually make some money? How do you build a brand? How do you build a business? How do you make it sustainable? Because most people out there will tell you how to pick up and, and buy a product on Amazon, like basically get a product to sell on Amazon. But that doesn't tell you how to provide yourself with cash flow income, how to make a sustainable business out of it, how to you know make a brand that you can possibly sell later on, which is what a lot of people are doing right now for seven figures or more. Um, so what we decided to do or what we I was kind of doing with him, but then also uh, Kirsty Verity, who's now my business partner, kind of came in at the same time. Uh, we decided to start coaching people because we wanted to show people how to do this. Because one of my things in life is if you become successful at something, turn around and help other people become successful at that as well. Because it's it's a lot of people say, well, why don't you just go out and make a bunch of money for yourself? I'm like, is that the kind of world we want to live in where it's like all about me and I never want to help anybody? I know you guys obviously help people, you know, start up their own podcasts and do some other cool stuff like that. So, you know, being on this show shows that you guys are also have that kind of similar purpose of share the information, share the, share the, share the love and share the opportunity because there's so many ways to make money and live a better life that, you know, just having like that insight into that is, is kind of a great thing for a lot of people. Try to make the world a better place. You're absolutely right. Right. It, it, our number one rule is to be of service to other people. Right. And here's, here's the issue with, with business in general. Uh, I feel like a lot of people who get into business have this idea that they're the best at whatever X, Y, Z task that they were doing at a, at a job. They, they end up leaving, they go off on their own and they're, they're really looking for that silver bullet. That one thing that I can do to create passive income. Right. And yeah. when you hear about these Amazon stores and, and the Walmart stores and those types of, of businesses, the cool part is you can easily see how scalable it is because Amazon has obviously scaled their, their business and you're following a very similar model. Yeah. How much time do you spend into getting into one of these programs? If I wanted to get started, like what kind of time commitment am I talking about? Yeah. So I think for like, just to get started, um, the first couple of months, maybe like the first six months, you're spending a decent amount of time trying to get this going. Um, basically, you know, investment wise, you might look between 5,000 to $20,000, 
which is a decent sized chunk of money. No one's debating that, right? Like, and I'm just talking about to run the business. That's not like investing in any programs or anything like that to help you along the way. But essentially you need somebody to help you because you're not just going to go out and do this. It's not, it's not like, like in any business, you wouldn't just go open a store and be like, I'm open now. What? Like that, that would be crazy. Right. Just like most people put a product on Amazon and go, I don't know what to do now. Like it's mm -hmm. just sitting there. So you do need some help obviously, but for the actual time commitment in the first six months, you're probably looking a couple hours a day. Um, so maybe 10 to 14 hours a week at, at, at that's, we, we try to limit things because we know that people are busy, right? Like it's impossible to say, I'm going to work six hours a day. I've never worked six hours in a, in a, in my business on any given day, unless something catastrophic happened. Right. Um, but most of the time we know people work full-time jobs. We wouldn't recommend just quitting your job and then starting an Amazon business unless you have a ton of cash flow in your bank. Uh, but basically, you know, you can do it in two hours. We actually block things down into two hour times per day and just say, just get this stuff done today. It'll move you one step closer every single day. If you just block down things into two hours. Um, and then basically as you get past that point where you've launched a couple of products, maybe after a year or two, maybe like not even a year or two, probably like a year or a year and a half in, you'll start to kind of automate a lot of this stuff or it's not even automated. It's just that the systems are so easy that you get used to them and you kind of know exactly what you're doing. That literally, you know, my business partner, Kirsty, she spends one hour a week in her business. I probably spend five hours a week on my business. So it really is one of those things where you just kind of look at like your metrics, make sure everything's going okay. And if things start to go awry, then you start to fix something. If not, happy days, you just let it run and you don't have to do anything that week. And maybe you just do a reorder or reach out to your supplier and say, hey, thinking about uh, getting something happen, change it, change the product a little bit. But that's about it. I mean, there's nothing that's super detailed where like you're managing a team where you have to go into an office and tell them exactly what they have to do every day. The time commitment is like you, your supplier, maybe a sourcing agent involved, and then maybe like a VA, like a virtual assistant to help you track some stuff or manage some stuff. And that's pretty much it. You can run this business on a skeleton crew like that probably until you get up to, you know, seven or even uh, like, you know, maybe a million or $2 million business. So it really can be scaled quite easily. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, there's, so there's a chance here, right? So there's an opportunity here. Uh, so you mentioned some some dollars here too, right? So five grand to, to 20 grand. I, I was looking at some of these other programs online and they were talking about at least 25,000 and a line of credit of another like 20 grand. Uh, what are they, what's the difference between going to some of these programs and going to maybe one of yours and what kind of expectations should we look at if we do start our own Amazon store? Yeah, so I mean, every program is gonna have their own costs as well. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, we will have different options for people at different stages and different budgets. Uh, but essentially the, the, the way that you get started is we try to help people manage the expectation of you want to have a successful chance of launching a product on Amazon. And yeah, if you want to get $25,000 and have a line of credit, that probably helps you become more apt to be successful, but it doesn't mean that's what you need, right? It's not a requirement. Um, I've actually launched two separate brands on Amazon. And with both of them, I set a fixed limit of $15,000. And I said, okay, look, I'm probably not going to invest much more unless like this money starts coming back. So I, I said, here's $15,000 because I wanted it to be true to what we tell people. I said, mm -hmm. I want to start up two brands or one brand at a time, two separate brands, $15,000. And that's exactly what I did. I had, I even took receipts and showed everybody that asked at the time. And they were like, well, how much did it cost you? It was like $14,682 or something like that for, for two products on my first brand, actually, which was 
quite difficult to do because most time you don't get two products with that kind of money. But we say, look, if you can get one or two products with that money, get it to be successful, start generating some income around, then you'll actually be able to um, fund the business more by its own cash flow than by injecting a bunch in, into into the business yourself. So what we do is we actually plan this out through spreadsheets. Uh, yeah, crazy as it sounds, like businesses are run on spreadsheets. Um, so we have these spreadsheets built out that before you even place an order with a supplier, you know exactly like, well, I should say not exactly, but you'll have a very good idea about what you can expect to get in cash flow a month, how much income you can make, how profitable the product will be, how much money you need to invest in the marketing, how much money you need to plan for the, the ads ongoing. And all that's laid out before you ever even order the product from your supplier. Because what we want you to do is understand all the costs involved. So you're not caught by surprise and you're like, oh man, you know, I didn't realize this competitive, this niche was going to be so competitive. Well, if you filled out the, the the sheet that we're talking about, it's called our real uh, uh, product analyzer Bible is what we call it. And if you fill that sheet in properly, you'll know pretty much exactly what the costs are going to be. You're not going to be taken by surprise. It's going to be like, so we have people that come to us and they say, oh, I went through this program and the profitability looked good. A couple of competitors were, weren't that competitive. And then they go in there and they don't really know how to assess competition. They think, oh, the reviews of other products aren't so high, so I can go in there and it's not so competitive. But to get to get successful, we say you pretty much have to get to page one. And to do that for any regular keywords that people are searching, not some crazy random keyword that you want to be successful. So for example, I sell an ice scraper. I can't sell on ice scraper for small cars like Acura or whatever. Like that's not a keyword that somebody's typing in. I need to be on page one for ice scraper. I need to be on page one for ice scrapers and ice scraper for cars or something like that, right? Those are my three main keywords. So what I tell people is you have to actually verify that the, the competition there is your true competition. You put all that information from what we tell people how to do it through our real uh, our product analyzer Bible. And then basically I'll know that I need 150 grand now to actually compete on that product because during the winter months, it gets insanely competitive. Whereas seven years ago or five years ago, whatever, yeah, five years ago now when I started that product, it was like a ten or $15,000 investment, right? Because it wasn't so much competition. Now there's a lot more competition, but that's the thing. Every product or every niche on Amazon will have very competitive products. And then there will be some not so competitive products that there's tons of opportunity. And I was just looking at more stuff today and I was like, oh man, I missed this six months ago. How did I miss these things? These are actually great products. I should have thought of these and I should have launched these six months ago or a year ago. And they're still great products because I don't think people are looking for them. The, the, the fact that people are buying on Amazon more and more and more, especially with having to stay at home, not going out as much. Um, and, and now all the, like you said, half the homes in America are prime members, right? Mm. You, you can just order whatever you want and it comes to your door, like within a day or two. So it's not going away anytime soon. These little products that, um, uh, people overlook all the time, uh, you know, they, they sell really well. So I always say people always want to sell the cool thing. But generally for the cool thing, there's an accessory that goes with that thing that you're overlooking that you could easily sell. And there's a lot of those out there. Dude, that, I'm your huckleberry. Yeah, that's exactly what I, Okay, so 
basically what I'm listening to when what you're saying here is is yes you're gonna have a capital investment yes you will have a learning curve at the beginning but with mentorship I can help you right yep. but really we're focusing our attention here on a particular product and it's not the mainstream product most likely you're you're talking about ice scrapers like I mean first of all I'm in San Diego I never even I, when you said ice scraper I was thinking like the Mexican one where you do like shaved ice <laughs> like that's what I was thinking right but but at the same time, by the same token, like it's it's not really the product as it is the ability to attain it, to uh, to produce it, to ship it, and to have that profit margin. Right? Is that is yeah. that what we're talking about here? Is that what we're really analyzing? Is the the product that that you're going to end up selling and the yeah, marketing so, campaign so, behind it? Exactly right. So ideally, we we talk about building your brand out. So have a cohesive brand because nobody wants to buy ice scrapers from somebody who has no idea about ice scrapers, right? I used to live in North Dakota and Montana, Oregon. I lived in some pretty cold ass places. So <laughs> I literally know what a good ice scraper looks like. So when I, when I started to produce an ice scraper, I was like, oh man, this thing is awesome. And for the price that I got it for, I was like, there's nobody out there that can compete with this ice scraper. So I put it on Amazon and it went through the roof, like immediately, like I was getting reviews. I was selling out. Like I, I got a thousand units sold out in like two weeks. I was like, that's never happened before. That's like the fastest I've ever sold anything. I, I sent it in the UK, sold out in six days at 500 units. I was like, man, this thing is successful. So then I started having to pile in the orders, kept running out. It was crazy. But yeah, so what we want is a cohesive brand. And then you look at each individual product under those brands. So each brand will have... We tell people just to focus on one brand to start because there's no sense in overcomplicating things and just getting confused about what you need to do. So build a brand of something that you probably know something about and that you're probably passionate about. So as you can see behind me, there's a bunch of musical stuff here. I actually started a musical accessories brand as well. So that's my second brand. And I'm super passionate about that. That one I want to never sell because I actually want that business to grow and morph into some other things. Uh, but the automotive accessories brand that I have that one I probably will sell off at some point and, and, you know, for a decent amount, way more than I invested into it anyway. Uh, but yeah, once you know the brand and, and the kind of area you're going to focus your expertise on all that other stuff of all the products out there on Amazon just kind of zooms into like this little tunnel, right? You know that you're in this cave, everybody else out there doesn't matter. So just look at the products in this little cave that you're looking at. And then basically from there, find the best ones. And they don't have to be the coolest things on the market. They just have to be things that people are buying. So for example, I know, like, like I said, ice scraper, right? Like nobody wants to buy an ice scraper. Nobody thinks to buy an ice scraper, but they have to at some point when they're, when their windows are over, like frozen over, they're like, ah, I can't use my credit card anymore. I actually need to step my game up. So these are things that are out there that aren't the coolest products in the world. Um, I know a guy who's selling his own version of duct tape. He's doing $100,000 a month, or at least he was the last time I talked to him. And it's just, it's not, you know, duct tape is patented. So he's got a different kind of adhesive design, but he just did a different version said, you know what? There's only one real main competitor for duct tape because that's their brand. And he went out there and, and competed on Amazon with them because Nobody else was trying to rank there. Nobody thought to actually go out and make their own version, their white label version of duct tape. So he did that and he was immediately killing it on the market because he was providing another option to a big brand that people, yes, they trust, but if you can get it for like $2 cheaper from somebody else and okay. they got good reviews right there on Amazon, why wouldn't you try it, right? I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. <laughs> Well, let, let me ask you this. Like when you're talking about the product, 
am I going to spend a lot of time designing, creating, and, and developing a product? Or are you looking for something that's already done? Yeah. So ideally, it's something that's pretty much done. You might make a minor tweak here or there. So like on my ice scraper, it was already something that was manufactured, but it wasn't widely sold. And Amazon didn't have that product. So I'd never seen one in a store. I'd never seen one online. Um, it was previously manufactured. All I do is change the color of the foam and turn the handle around to make the grip on the right side because they put the grip on the opposite side. So it'd be upside down. You'd hold it weird. So I was like, all right, turn the grip around, change the color. And then I just put like, I just, that was it. So I made some minor tweaks, put that online. And, and basically that's what I'd sell. The development process is, yeah, you'll do some research around what your competitors are currently doing. So we always say, buy your competitors' products, see how good they are. Look at their reviews and see what people are complaining about and what they like. Make notes of that. And if you can change something that doesn't raise your cost of your goods, then great. If it marginally raises it, raises it to where you can still compete and be at a, at a competitive price and not um, lose margin, obviously, then do that. But if it's like, I always use this example, I call it the golden toilet scenario. You don't want to sell the golden toilets because you're probably only going to find one or two people to buy a golden toilet from you, right? Mm -hmm. rather sell the porcelain toilets that everybody wants. So don't sell the best version of something, sell the version that people want the best value, the thing that they know works at the price they're willing to spend. Right? So I'm not, I can't sell an ice scraper like mine for $35. It's, there's just no way I sell mine for eight 99. It's, you know, it's about nine inches long. It's not for, it's not a long handle one for like SUVs and big tractor trailers. It's for cars. And so I tell people like, look, if you got tiny T-Rex arms, don't use this product. Don't buy it. Like there's other ones out there. So basically that's what I'm, 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 that's what I'm selling to these, these customers is a great ice scraper that you can use on cars. I'm not saying it's for SUVs or anything like that. And so I sell a ton of these things over winter because, you know, it's about 50, 50, I think in, in America now, people with cars, people with SUVs and trucks. Um, but back 10, 12 years ago, it was a lot more cars and, and now the growing trend is trucks and SUVs. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just minor tweaks is usually the best case scenario. If you don't even have to make a tweak and maybe you just change the color of something or have different color packaging with bold branding that works well because you can use that as a main image to stand out on Amazon as well. Well, let's talk a little bit about the marketing aspect of it. So, all right, we've got some product development. We know we're going to need to do some research. We know we're going to have to either modify an existing product or develop our own product. Uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the cost that goes into it. Now let's start to create and market our brand. So my favorite place, honestly, that I've seen a lot of cool stuff and it makes me want to order stuff on Amazon, it's been TikTok. I'm like, I scroll through TikTok. I'm like, you know, TikTok made me buy or uh, whatever. TikTok made me buy this or whatever. And I'm, I'm yeah. looking and I'm like, you know, I just see people using the product. You know, I, so so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, what kind of marketing strategies have been working the best when it comes to selling some of these products? Is it is it ad placement? Is it like uh, YouTube pre-rolls? Is it Facebook ads? Is it hiring influencers and kind of sending free samples? What's been working? So all that external stuff. So when I say external, I mean, anything outside of the Amazon platform um, is something you can do but it costs you a lot more in time and money to actually be able to do that. And I've got another analogy that I call the free beer analogy. So think about it this way. When you're trying to advertise to a customer on Amazon, what's the closest to point of sale? Amazon 
or Facebook, Amazon or Google, Amazon or TikTok. The Literally, it's Amazon. Already on. Yeah, they're already on there. They're trying. They have their cart information stored. All I got to do is hit add to cart or buy now, right? So, I I liken it to a bar that would have a free beer sign outside their restaurant or bar. So people walking down the street, people driving by, will see free beer on it. But maybe they don't have time to stop. Maybe they're not looking to drink. Maybe they don't even like beer. Maybe they just don't even like to drink. Right? They're they're that that sign is trying to attract everybody that's ever going to see that sign. Whereas if they just put that sign inside the bar and said, right on top of the countertop, it said free beer. How much conversion rate do you think that they're going to have on that sign? Way more because the people are already in there, right? And they're drinking. Yeah. So it's like free beer. Why am I even paying for it? Like I'm here. Give me some free <laughs> beer. Right. So it's exactly the free situation. 60% of the time it works every time. That's right. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> so yeah, exactly right. So when they're already there, focus on them there. Point of sale matters. Like they always say like real estate, location, location, location. Same thing. This is the location. People on Facebook aren't necessarily there to buy. People on TikTok aren't there to buy. They're hanging out. They're doing things on social media. They're arguing politics or talking about anti-vaxxing and all this other stuff. It's crazy on those things. They're not necessarily looking to buy a product especially from Amazon. But the the sales funnel process can be done. It just probably isn't going to be as profitable or likely as easy as focusing your marketing efforts directly on your Amazon listing and using their ad platform to actually get those sales. So just for just for clarification here, uh, it, it, Amazon has become one of the major search engines. So when you're talking about, you know, advertising or specifically working uh, within the platform, you're talking about spending some some pay-per-click advertising directly in Amazon at the point of sale is what you're is what you're talking about, right? Exactly, right. And you know, allow Amazon, who is literally the the largest buyer of Google Ads, to go out and bring traffic to their site. Your job is just to take what they've brought there and, and go to those keywords where people are searching to buy stuff because you know they're there to buy stuff because anytime they search into that thing, they're shopping, right? You're on an online store. You're not on a search search engine, uh, a query space search engine like Google where it's like, what is the best ice scraper? You're not looking for answers. You're looking to buy something, ice scraper. Then you shop and, and, and you get those keywords directly on those, those keywords or you get those ads directly on those keywords and people will buy from you when you're there. So... Uh, the other cool feature that Amazon has is when I buy, for example, I buy a podcast mic and it's going to say something like people who bought this also bought. And then there's the like the arm or the cord or the pop filter, screen, whatever. Pop filter whatever it is. Uh, when you're paying for ads and stuff, is is ad placement part of that? Uh, is that part of your uh, uh, campaign that you're setting up as well? That particular piece is actually driven by people buying those things. In, in reality, but where, where it says like something like customers viewed this, who viewed that, that's also related, but then they'll say like sponsored products or, or products related to this. Those are all ads usually, or those are things that people search and you can drive that through ads. Also, I mean, on, on a single listing page, if you scroll down and just look and you actually pay attention to how many ads are on there, there's probably seven to eight ad placements on there on just another person's listing that you can also maximize um, you know, if, if you think you're a better product or have a better price or, you know, you get really good conversion, you can actually list your advertisement right on their, on their, uh, product listing and you can take their sale from them sometimes. So there are definitely a ton of different ways on Amazon where you can 
be placed and, and, and get your sales from just going through Amazon. If you try all that other stuff, you'll overcomplicate what you're trying to do. You, you'll take way longer. And just so you guys know, like on Amazon, you know, you might have like a five to $7 profit margin. Let's say like you get five or $7 profit from a product. If you go out and try to do a, a Facebook funnel, right? So that means to like get people from an ad on Facebook to like maybe a landing page or directly even to your, to your Amazon page, you'll likely spend like at least $10 to get one person to buy. And the worst part is it's very hard to track those, those numbers. So you're actually losing all your profit every single time somebody buys something. Um, so we, we've looked at this and, you know, if you have high margins that works, you can do this on Facebook, but most people don't have 20, 30, $40 margins on their products because most people don't have $200,000 to start their Amazon business and buy products that are, you know, $200 cost of goods or something like that. Well, you so, help you help me get a lot of clarity here because you know, and, and and that's that's super awesome that it's focused, right? Because yep. there's so many different platforms that we can advertise on, so many different creatives that we can go into when it comes to creating marketing campaigns and ads and stuff. But what you're what what I'm getting out of this is really you're focusing your attention just on Amazon. You're yep. not going anywhere else. You're looking at products just on Amazon. You're looking at niches just on Amazon. You're looking at uh, marketing campaigns just on Amazon. You're becoming one Amazon expert at a time. And that's what your courses are, are helping people to understand is that this thing that you create, this product that you have, you do have the capability of turning it into a profit or an income stream if you're just laser focused on this one thing. Uh, and, and you know, I've always heard that selling on Amazon has a very low profit margin. Is that just on a per product basis? Because, I mean, you're at an 8 or $9 product. And I remember hearing way back when, and I didn't do any research about it, but they were like, you have to sell at at least 20 to $30 product in order to make a profit. Yeah, so like I sell products that are under $10 that make profit and make cash flow every single month. So the way that it's done is it's designed kind of on a weighted scale, um, how big your products are, how much they're the cost to ship from Amazon, but also how high the price is. So they pay a commission fee on it every sale. But we factor all that in before we even order the product. Like I told you through this, um, this analyzer Bible, everything that we do, we, we make sure that these are still going to be successful. We even factor in how much ads we're going to spend. So that way we know what our cost of goods or sorry, what our profit margins are going to be after our ad market uh, ad spend. So we know exactly how much profit we should expect to make and how much money afterwards. So anybody who says that you have to sell at least a $20 product has never done the research to actually properly analyze that. Cause I can tell you that's not true. <laughs> I've, I've sold at least five products that were under $10 that make quite a bit of money. And the ice scraper is an example, right? I mean, almost every single year, it'll do a hundred thousand dollars a month in like December, January, stuff like that. And quite frankly, that makes a pretty good profit margin of about 18 to 20%. And that means, you know, profit 18, $20,000 in a month, which sounds pretty good to me. And, and that's a very easy product for me to maintain. So you don't have to sell high value items. Um, and I think what people will try to steer people to is to sell high value items because there's less competition because you need more money to do that. And that may be a great strategy for some, but you're focusing on people who only have $50,000 or more in a budget, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's fine. If you have that money and you feel like that's great, for me, that's a massive risk, right? I don't want to spend $50,000 on a single product because if I lose it, I'm going to be $50,000 out. Yeah. Whereas I'd like to take 10 or 15,000, much smaller risk. Yeah, it's still a lot of money, but 
I'm not going to, you know, cry myself to sleep if I lose $15,000 over the course of a year trying to get a product to work. I will be pretty upset if I lose $50,000 because somebody told me to pick a high value product. So that's the difference. I think what we try to do, our entire goal is to simplify everything in any business. I don't care what you do. If you simplify your strategies and processes and just get good at the things you need to be good at and don't try to do everything and overwhelm yourself, you will be better at what you do and you'll make a, a much yeah, I guess uh, uh, we call it real freedom, right? A uh, freedom business for yourself. Now we're not talking passive income. This is a business you have to work. I don't believe anything other than investing money is passive income because you have to work for pretty much anything you do. Even investing, you still have to make sure you're paying attention to trends, keep watching stuff. So nothing's totally passive. So I don't really like that word, but this is one of the closer things to passive income that is out there because you don't need to go in, clock in, do something. You don't trade time for money. Warren Buffett said, if you if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. Well, guess what? While you're sleeping, Amazon's making you money. And so you don't have to work until until you die because you don't have to trade time for money anymore. All right, Isaac. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. I'm convinced, dude. And Rocky's telling us the same thing. Thanks, Rocky. All right, uh, Isaac. People are interested in, in getting more information in this stuff. They want to learn how to do it themselves. They want that, that income stream to be, you know, they can feel it. They got their, their stimulus checks in and they're ready to do something, right? How can they get a hold of you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So you can get some absolute free training for uh, basically how to kind of manage this business and what it takes to make it work. Just go to goteamreal.com. So www.goteamreal.com. Um, we also have a podcast on there called the Sprint to Profit for Amazon Sellers. And we have a blog on there as well. You can get all the free information from us that you need to at least get the idea of what it takes to get started. And if you look to, you know, actually get to work with us, that's great. Um, we don't require you to work with us by any means. We just want you to have the ability to understand what the opportunity is and what it takes. And if that sounds like a great opportunity to you and you're willing to invest in some education and some mentoring and some coaching, then you can actually hit us up and we'll, we'll we'd love to work with you. Sweet. And uh, ladies and gents, that that uh, social media stuff, I mean, look right here on the bottom of the screen. We got Isaac Coolman and then at real underscore Amazon underscore coaching for those of you who are just listening and go to uh, www.goteamreal.com. Find out what it takes, ladies and gents, because look, this is what it comes down to. Retirement is not an age problem. It's not when you're 65, 67, 59 and a half, all those numbers that you hear for IRAs and all these other things. It's not about that. It's about cash flow. If you can find the cash flow, if you can figure out the cash flow problem, that's how you win. Retirement is about buying yourself time. And the only way, that's the only thing money can really do is buy you time. And mm -hmm. what Isaac is sharing with us is an opportunity for you to take some of that money. If you got that stimulus money, if you got some of that money put away, do it. Go out and take a risk. Learn something new. Is it possible that you can lose? Yes, but you're losing right now by not taking a single step in the direction that you want to go in. So might as well take a risk and learn something that you can benefit from. Besides, Amazon ain't going nowhere. It's it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's why Jeff Bezos was like, peace, y'all. I'm going to take my billions of dollars and go uh, do something else. All right, ladies and gents, Isaac, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, 30 minutes isn't enough, man. And we got we to gotta sit down and talk some more because uh, this is something that is is definitely uh, piqued my interest for a while here. And, and I, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to talk to you about it. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thanks, guys.
All right, ladies and gents, hey, just a reminder, we can help you with your content, we can help you with testimonials, we can help you with getting your podcast off and rolling. All you gotta do is go to businessbros.biz. I'd love to sit down and have a chat with you. I'm starting the little spinoff show and I'm starting with tax people. I have no name. I've been thinking about different names uh, for for this little spinoff show. It's gonna be like little five to 10 minute clips. So if you are in a professional in business, maybe you're in taxes, maybe you're in financial services like insurance, I wanna talk to you, I just want one little snippet of information, five to 10 minute clip, and I'm going to give you some free content for being a part of that program. So go to businessbros.biz for all those different things scrolling at the bottom and book a 15 minute conversation with me so we can get that thing off and rolling. All right, ladies and gents, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you again next week. Peace out, y'all. Uh, oops, I hit the wrong button, but here we go. There we go. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.